Hi everyone. It's nice to be with you today. Um, today's topic is um, the Holy Spirit. Um, no, I can't and I won't even attempt to cover all of who he is and who he can be in our lives. But he's a really important player in keeping me <laughs> Christian, keeping me in a really vibrant a freeing relationship with God, uh, with my husband, with my children, um, in ministry. And I really don't know what I'd do without him. So part of getting to know me is getting to know how I interact with the Holy Spirit. And maybe there are ways that you will identify <laughs> with some of my struggles and gaps and in how this mysterious and maybe often misunderstood person of the Trinity comes into your life. Uh, so for today, I'll begin by sharing a bit of my spiritual journey. Um, then I'll get into a concrete way that I, like, I guess a life hack or a, a trick that uh, was taught to me and helps me to to stay alive and to stay intimate with uh, Jesus through the Holy Spirit. Um, and then a challenge uh, for you guys today. So um, I grew up in Southern Ontario, uh, specifically called Essex County and a farming community called Woodsley. It's really beautiful, really flat, really far away from Ottawa. And I had a really uh, beautiful childhood. I was the oldest of five children. Uh, my mother was able to stay home with us. Uh, she was an early childhood educator. So lots of crafts, lots of activities, lots of um, intentionality from her towards us. Um, yeah, and how she interacted with us and raised us. And it was really a privileged time. We looked forward to coming home, getting off the bus, um, being together. However, um, as the years kind of went on and as the oldest, I kind of outgrew. I was feeling my, my family life. I felt like I, I was, I needed space. I needed to leave. I needed freedom, you know, if you will. So it brought me, uh, at 17 years old, uh, 800 kilometers from home all the way up to the university of Ottawa to study, um, science biopharmaceutique so biopharmaceutical sciences and in taking on that undergrad and in changing so radically my life circumstances I really went through a lot um, in general you could say that I tried what the world had to offer I made friends with all kinds of different philosophies and backgrounds of life and I started to see the world really differently and started to question my foundations I dated someone from another denomination uh, for a couple years, and I even yeah left the faith uh, in my heart for sure in that time, and in particular, my attendance um, at Mass. It led me to a really dark and lonely place. Um, I My relationship with this boyfriend ended. I Like I'm, I was saying, I've totally threw up all of the foundations of my life, like who I was, who I thought I should be, who I thought God was. Um, it made me question like all of the people around me. And I think it's an important struggle to have gone through, but it was very scary, to be honest. It was really disorienting. And I was suggested by a friend to find the Catholic group on campus. They were called Catholic Christian Outreach. They are called Catholic Christian Outreach, CCO. And uh, I through a series of events, ended up in a face study with a really cool leader um, who was from Toronto and was really relatable. And she 
was just, I don't know, the way that she was sharing the truths of the faith in this study um, was really attractive to me. I was like listening to her talk about God, how he's personal, how he wanted to know us, um, how Jesus was actually sent to deal with the problem of our sin in our lives and that he was the bridge reconciling us to God and that it was up to us to respond to this invitation. And even though I had heard kind of the pieces of this story before, I had never heard them kind of lined up in such a clear way. And it was mind-blowing, to say the least. I can remember at the end of one of the lessons, I was kind of lingering around the tables in this like gathered area where our faith study leaders were and just saying to her like, how do you actually know? Yeah, how do you know that God loves you? You guys talk with such confidence and you're so, you know, you know him and he's this. Like, how do you know? And she said, well, if you want to know him, you need to ask him to reveal himself to you. You just need to ask him um, to be in your life. And I'm like, it can't be that easy. Come on, it's got to be more complicated than this. So I went home to my res that evening. So for those of you that know Uh, Canada and Ontario. Ottawa is the capital and that's where our parliament is. It's where our big University of Ottawa and Carleton University is. But Ottawa U is like very um, beautiful and historic looking. So I was walking by all the old buildings which were founded by missionary oblate priests and all the history. And I'm walking by all of this on the way back to my res and I'm wondering who was God to them? Who is God to me? Like, I don't get this. I went into my res at Laurier Avenue, 157 Laurier at the corner of Cumberland and Laurier. Anyways, I know I'm derailing with details, but it's important. And yeah, I went into my res and I'm like, okay, what do you do to kind of invoke God? You know, well, my mom lights candles. So I'm gonna light a candle. I had a gap candle, like the dream scent for those of you that can remember that era. Anyways, I light this candle, I get down on my knees, and my heart is pounding. I really believed what this leader had challenged me to do. So I get down on my knees, and I make what I believe really is the first authentic, honest prayer of my entire life. I get down on my knees, and I say, you know, God, if you're there, I actually really want to know you. I want to know that you see me. I want to know that you love me. Um, I think that's about all I said. It wasn't very long, but it was deep and it was meaningful. And in that moment, I felt like something, I I know now it was the Holy Spirit. I didn't know then. I said something was racing through my veins, like rush, like a train coming through me. And in my mind immediately went to all of these realizations that God was giving me. It was like all these puzzle pieces were coming together. I was watching this movie of my life almost flash before me, like, I've loved you. I gave you this. I gave you that. I brought you here to give you this. And he was showing me all the series of events that led me to this crisis of faith, if you will, and led me to this faith study and led me to this particular leader who challenged me in this particular way. And here I was, and he was telling me, I'm with you. I see you. I've always seen you. I love you. I want to know you more. And it was overwhelming. I was so full of love, so full of joy and freedom that I had never experienced before. I 
like stood up and I went like kind of crazy. Like I didn't know what to do with this uh, realization. And I went kind of looking in the entrance of the res. I went out to the, the second cup on the sidewalk and I'm looking to the left and to the right and at the people passing by. And I'm thinking, I want them to know. I want to tell them. I'm sure they don't know. If I didn't know how much God loved me, maybe they're the same as me. Maybe they don't know how much he loves them. And I was convinced of this truth and I was convinced that others needed to know and experience that it wasn't just fair for me to to have this experience. So now fast forward after this time and, you know, add about 15 years or something to that event and I've lived a lot in my relationship with God. I've, um, yeah, I've had highs in mission, um, serving, uh, being close to many students that I was working with on campus, close to my peers um, in my single life, like sleepovers and adventures and trips and um, so many rich, rich moments of seeing God move in my life and the life of others Um, and getting married and and like the dating and engagement journey that that was um, and into having children. So there's just like, I feel like I've lived a lot since my initial conversion, that initial moment in that room um, in res. But one thing that has stayed the same and that I keep coming back to, I feel like I need to learn the same lesson over and over is um, coming to a place inside of myself where I can pause in the middle of a day, a moment, a conversation, a hurt, a feeling that I'm having and begin to speak truth to myself about who God is in my life and that he does in fact see me and notice me, almost repeat to myself you know, those truths that he told me in that first encounter, I see you, I know you, I love you, I'm here. Um, I cannot remember those things for the life of me. I wander from those truths. I come fall far from those truths. And I entertain a lot of other narratives throughout my day, which are not, can include and are not limited to, you're alone. Uh, This is all up to you. If you don't do this, who's going to do this? Um, You better hurry up. You better do that better. You better do that faster. Look over there. Look how she's doing that. Like, I can go on and on about the um, voices that I listen to. And I almost, I'm very comfortable with in a weird way. But uh, the the trick or the, the tool that I'm presenting today actually comes from Catholic Christian Outreach from CCO. They have a discipleship series of books, and it's particularly from the source book, um, the source study called, um, yeah, called Source in Lesson 3. We talk about, they talk about a model called the Choose and Ask model. And at the heart of this model is like a twofold, <laughs> really two very important points. It's choosing to refuse those lies and to refuse the narratives that are coming in that are not of God um, and to replace them with truths. Uh, So choosing to believe that he sees me, choosing to believe I'm his daughter, choosing to believe that I have indeed placed him at the center of my life and he is right there with me whether I feel it or not. So choosing is half of that battle. And then asking, you know, disposing myself, asking is kind of like, it's vulnerable to ask. Like, okay, so now that I've admitted that this is where I am and you're with me, can you help me? Can you lead me? Can you be what I can't be right now? In this <clears throat> like humble um, and very like dependent dynamic, I find I feel so seen in a way that I really need to be seen. I found find myself met like so intimately in this struggle that I'm living. Um, and I find as I go there with 
with him and I'm asking the Holy Spirit, you know, I'm asking the Holy Spirit, look, help me choose to believe these truths and help me, you know, receive whatever is the direction that you have for me. I begin to see that there's a different way that I can be in that moment. I see the invitation at hand and I begin to see how I can respond. Um, now, this is really easy to kind of rattle off, but it's very hard to live. And I'm going to give you a couple of examples in my life. Like if my day is starting really early, I work full time, I, I leave really early before everyone is really awake and I come into the kitchen and something that I've asked my husband to do and it's not done. And we talked about before I went to bed and I'm in the kitchen and like, the French press is actually dirty and it's actually full of grams and I want to have my coffee. This might be really small and you might be eye rolling at me right now, but this is my actual reality. I I start thinking, you know, oh great. I knew this would happen and I'm not this and I'm not that and he doesn't care about me and well, I'm going to blah, blah, blah. If I don't catch myself, which normally I don't, this is just the beginning of a lot of negative and um, very far from God thinking and action that will begin for a few hours of my day until I catch myself and bring myself back. But in any case, let's just entertain this logic, bring this thing to its logical end. I get frustrated. I get hurt. I feel offended. I clean it with a lot of anger. I boil the water with tons of anger. I pack the lunches with anger, maybe even slamming some things. Um, And I have a terrible drive to work. I have a terrible start to my day. Like, I can go on and on and you can imagine maybe for yourself circumstances you find yourself in, whether whether you're single and you live with people or um, even alone in, when you get to work or married life or children, there are so many situations where we're hurt and we're disappointed and we have an opportunity to choose to place ourselves before God as his child, as someone who he loves and sees and let that change us interiorly as he leads us to overcome that struggle, overcome that hurt with his love and with his strength. I cannot do that in my own humanity for whatever reason. I just actually can't. And I rely on him uh, to change it. So let's say I do encounter that bottom and I I'm whatever glance at a holy image or I hear a worship song in the background and I'm able to enter into those truths like you know what I'm a daughter of God I know he sees me right now Holy Spirit you come and strengthen me and you help me clean this with joy you help me overcome this you know annoyance um and make it as though it's nothing. Just help me put it in its place. Help me laugh at myself and help me start my day close to you and full of joy and freedom. It totally changed my drive to work. It totally changed the beginning of my day and everything else I did from that moment on. I don't always do this. Like this isn't like, (laughs) I'm not sharing it because it's like my badge of honor, but I do definitely see the difference um, in my day when I'm able to ask the Holy Spirit to help me to choose these truths and rely on him. The imagery that they give in this faith study of Catholic Christian outreach and the source study in lesson three is just the idea of a boat, like a boat that's a sailboat in the middle of the water with its sails down, crying out like, why did you let this happen to me? Why don't you help me? Why don't you lead me? You know, well, there's only so much kind of blowing and helping that the wind can do to a boat when its sails are down. And I think for a lot of my journey, and I'll get into that in other episodes, especially in my motherhood, I was crying, I was yelling, I was frustrated, 
Um, and I wasn't moving either. It was lifeless and frustrating and despairing. But, you know, if I acknowledge who I am and who I'm created to be and lift up those sails and say, okay, come and lead me, come and blow me, come and direct me. Um, for me, those two steps are critical uh, to disposing myself to being led by him. Now, one of my favorite words for the Holy Spirit is advocate. And I like that word because in French, like it's so close to the word avocat, which is a lawyer. And a lawyer fights for you. Like a lawyer goes before you and has the really hard conversations and you can't kind of stand behind them and like, yeah, what he said, what she said. And I, I love the idea of having a lawyer. I love the idea that God is not surprised by my um, need to be seen and be fully understood and examined, but rather he's given me you know, in the Trinity, the Holy Spirit to do just that, that the Spirit can come. I can open myself. He can come anywhere that I am at any time any circumstance, any conversation, any hurt, interpersonal or um, the way I read an email or a voicemail or like I said, a, a circumstance at home. And he can show me to myself and present me with the options. <laughs> I'm not left there like in that hurt and in that um, offense. Rather, he's fighting for me to see the opportunity at hand to abandon myself to God and to give room for the spirit to breathe that joy and that forgiveness and that freedom that I need that I'm not humanly capable of. And that is so intimate and so special for me because um, I have lots of really beautiful, wonderful friends and I'm so ready to pick up my phone and text me like, you will not even believe and da, 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 and guess what this and guess what that. And they're going to be like, Holly, oh, I totally, and I can't believe, and they're going to meet me and they're going to make me feel seen. And most of them actually will encourage me and will turn me back to the Lord, but no one can do it as quick and as purely as the Holy Spirit. No one. <laughs> so I kind of this week, um, yeah, I would love to challenge you, even in the next few minutes, however many minutes you have left that you've set aside to like, kind of like listen right now, uh, to ask yourself, like, what are some circumstances in the last 24, 48 hours that I've lived, you know, um, with friends, alone, on a commute, at work, with, um, with my husband, um, with my children, where I can really see, you know, an opportunity where I could have chosen to... Um, ask the Holy Spirit to remind me of my identity, like of who I am before God, and uh, put up my sails and ask him to blow me where I need to go. Um, try to think of a way in your life in this past week or in the next few days where you can choose this. Um, maybe you want to draw a picture of a sailboat. Maybe you're artsy. Maybe you want to paint it. Maybe you want to get an image of a boat and put a boat on your windowsill, put a boat by your kitchen sink, put a boat in your car. Um, just as a reminder to like a really tangible example of, okay, Lord, I, I don't want to feel desperate. I don't want to feel um, unfulfilled and alone. I, I want to. I know that you have a plan of fulfillment and a plan of freedom for me, and I, I want to enter into that. So show me a way um, this week where I can apply this. Um, yeah, and I'd love to hear from you. So you might be wondering how can we interact with you? I don't really know yet. Um, what I do know is I have Facebook, Holly Leonard, and I have my Instagram. It's called Holly Averill. You can tag me anywhere or private message me there. Um, if you have comments or suggestions, 
or ways that you want to interact or even suggestions for me of how to build like a forum where we can interact. I do have some other um, guests lined up in the next coming weeks. So sorry if it's annoying to just hear my voice this time, but this is what it is for the first one. So I'm praying for you. I'm excited for whatever's stirring in you as you're listening right now. And um, I look forward to being together again. God bless.